Welcome everyone to another episode of Where's This Going? Before we get into it today, I want to remind everyone to please check out my YouTube channel that you can find by searching my name, Felix Levine, on YouTube, and please make sure to subscribe. Also, please go check out and follow my Instagram at Felix.Levine, my Twitter at Felix Levine. And if you want to check out my website, Felix-Levine.com, you can find all previous episodes in audio and video formats, photos from every recording, contact information, and anything else about the show and myself. I also want to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, US Wellness Meats. In today's world, eating healthy takes effort. You walk through the grocery store aisles and you're surrounded with processed foods, chemical additives, preservatives, fillers, flavorings, all that terrible stuff. Is it any wonder that Americans are facing growing health concerns? Well, my friends over at US Wellness Meats offer all natural foods sustainably raised on family farms and they'll ship right to your door for free. 100% grass-fed beef, lamb and bison, wild-caught seafood, pasture-raised pork, and free-range poultry are just some of the foods available at uswellnessmeats.com. The owners are the farmers themselves, and they are the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off your next order at uswellnessmeats.com today. Go check it out. And I also want to give a huge shout out to Odd Socks. Odd Socks stand out and be odd. They offer some of the best quality socks in the world at the most affordable prices. They offer socks with all of your favorite athletes, actors, cartoon characters, and even ones with different foods and beverages on them. If you're feeling classy, I recommend you check out their Basics line, which feature premium stylish socks at a very affordable price. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. That's O-D-D-S-O-X official.com today. And when you use promo code WTG20, you'll receive 20% off your next order. Go check it out today. And I also want to give a huge shout out to my newest and latest sponsor. I'm super excited to be partnering with them. Shout out to Eat Clean Bro. I actually reached out to this company because I love their products and I was eating them all the time. So I said, hey, let's work on something because I want to promote you. And I think that you guys have a fantastic service. And I want to let all my listeners know that they need to really give this company a try. Eat Clean Bro is a convenient service that is designed to bring chef-prepared meals right to your front door. They address all the concerns of potential long-term health problems by removing processed food, chemicals, preservatives, all that terrible stuff from your diet and preparing your meals fresh with all natural ingredients. Some of their meals start at just $8.50, and I'll give you a few examples of my personal favorites. Last night, I had the pesto salmon, which is this perfectly roasted salmon filet with a little side of ginger honey glazed carrots, a little pesto brown rice. Absolutely delicious. I also recently had their skinny shrimp, which are these seasoned shrimp that are served over this baby spinach with a little bit of signature roasted garlic cauliflower rice. I mean, absolutely fantastic. I also finished it off with some protein chocolate covered balls, which... Wow, I have eaten, I can't even tell you how many of these I've eaten over this quarantine, but really good, really healthy, good little snack dessert as you please. Here's how it works. Go to eatcleanbro.com right now. 
Go put together a good assortment of all your favorite meals. I highly recommend you add in those protein chocolate covered balls at the end though. And then use promo code WTG. You'll receive 15% off your next order. And that way, especially during this quarantine, you'll have a fridge packed with really hearty, delicious, healthy meals all ready to go. All you need to do is throw them in the microwave and boom, you're done. My next guest is not just an Instagram sensation. He is an advocate for mental health, eating healthy and wellness. He is an inspiration on so many different levels, and I'm very excited to have him on the show today. Please welcome live from Dallas, Texas, Kevin Curry. And we're live. Kevin Curry, sir, thank you uh, so much for, for joining me today. Thanks so much, man, for having me. What's up, Felix? So um, as I told you a few seconds ago, is there a little, uh, a little tidbit, a little story, a little something, something that the world doesn't already know about you from what's on social media or what's on YouTube or whatever, wherever it may be? Uh, yeah, so a lot of people think that I'm Dominican. They think that I'm from New York. I'm not Dominican. Um, and they want to know about Spanish. Well, I, um, I live in Texas, so Spanish is widely spoken here, but I didn't really learn Spanish here. I actually went and lived abroad and, um, I lived in Ecuador. And one, uh, one thing that I did was really immerse myself in the culture. And I worked when I was over there. So I worked in a restaurant and I also worked in a gym. The cool thing about this gym is that, um, they needed someone to teach hip hop dance classes. And I can't really dance that well. I can I can hold a beat. I can do my you know I can do my little two step you know four count eight count stuff like that. But uh, I don't really know how to dance dance. But they let me teach the classes for hip hop dance classes because I'm Black American. So they just figured that he knows what he's talking about. Obviously, he's Black. So um, yeah. So but that actually helped me out a whole lot with Spanish and understanding a lot more about the cultures and the different cultures that there are within the Spanish speaking community. So uh, most people think that I'm Dominican, um, but no, I'm. I'm not. When was this trip to, to Ecuador? I'm, I'm regular black. <laughs> um, I am, I'm sorry, the trip was... Yeah, when was it? Well, this was back in college time. So this was, um, God, I want to say I was living over there around 2004 time frame. So it was quite some time ago. Um, and yeah, I did that. And then I came back after Ecuador and I was completely fluent at the point at that time. So I went to work for the government and did... Um, help here in the in texas with texas and mexico like relations on the border um would help out with a lot of translations and um things like that so that's where the, a lot of that comes from but the passion just to reach out to i i really feel like the message of health and the and health and wellness in general should be attributed to everyone no matter you know their gender their orientation their religion their background cultural identity and so when you look at to the rates of diabetes and heart disease they are really prevalent in the black and brown communities so putting the content in spanish was like a no-brainer something that i really wanted to go ahead and do now take me back um if you don't mind in more of a chronological sense as to to where, I mean, was it, was it this trip where you felt like this passion for health and wellness came about or was it, you know, 
uh, when you were younger that that you this all became very prevalent to, in your life? Like, take me back to that moment, if if you can think of of maybe it's a singular moment or a or a string of moments where you started to realize, okay, one, this is very important, and two, I want to get into this and make a life out of this. You know. Yeah. Um, so it didn't definitely did not happen when I was on this trip, you know, back in 2004, my wellness journey didn't really begin officially until about 2009, 2010, when I started to get really serious about it and look at my life differently. So at that moment in my life, I was at a pretty low point. Um, I was, I was in a job that I didn't really care for. Um, I was, uh, scorned from a bad breakup and I was, found myself back home with my parents and, um, and just pretty, pretty despondent. And so I knew I had to, you know, that I wanted to make a change. And at that point I was seeing a counselor and they had put me on medication, um, for depression and anxiety. So I was doing all these things, but I still feel, but I still felt I needed to do something more. Plus I didn't feel good about Kevin. I didn't like the way that Kevin looked in the mirror. So it's like, take your health into your own hands. And so I, I hit my like proverbial rock bottom and I went to half price books and bought literally every book they had there about, um, about like nutrition and cooking and just begin to read the content and understand for the first time in my adult life or my life in general, well, what's a calorie? Oh, what's a protein? What's a fat? What's a, what's a carb? And, um, and oh, there are different ways that you could mix and match the things together in order to build a diet for you. And oh, there are certain calories that I should be eating. Didn't even know that. So I taught myself this stuff, and then the idea behind Fit Men Cook, it was not what it was today. The idea was, since, Kevin, you can't afford a personal trainer, why not just post everything out there that you're eating right now and see if you can crowdsource your diet, have other people share back with me, tell me some ideas, and then we can go from there. And I made it look good because I don't want the feedback to come back to be like, that looks like trash. It's terrible, bro. Um, I really wanted, you know, help with my diet. So I made it look good, as good as possible. And what I realized that there are more, that there are more people out there just like me who are tired of the, eating the same thing, of the cookie cutter, um, chicken breast, brown rice, and broccoli meals, that they wanted a lot more. And that's the place where I was. So people just began to follow me. The account began to grow. And um, the rest is kind of history. Just begin, just I fell in love with this as a passion on the side, and it became my full time um, uh, hobby, and then my career. And at what point did you realize? I mean, you know, you you talk about posting things in the beginning, kind of seeing where it goes. Was there one post? Was there one big moment where you started getting a lot of you know uh, impressions or whatever clicks, what it likes, um, and you felt like, okay, wait, this is this is gaining a lot of traction, kind of like an overwhelming moment almost. Yeah, so um, I started my, my Instagram back in the summer of 2012 in August, and I began to get some good traction on Instagram, but I was mainly using my Instagram to find out what to post to my Tumblr. But the cool thing about Instagram is that, you know, people can engage right away and respond to you. So I like that piece of it. And by November 30th, I remember where I was in New York City. I was there because social media had had been able to like connect me with other people and I began to form really meaningful, you know, relationships with people. So there's a buddy that I met from New York city, two of them. And I flew up there to go and meet him for the first time. And on that trip, November 30th, I hit 10,000 followers. We were going out to eat and they said, bro, you're blowing up. I can't believe it. I said, I know that's 10,000. It's crazy. Can you believe it? 
So came back home and every morning what I would do here in Dallas is I would post this like banana split or I would eat this banana split. And it was something that I would do after my fasted cardio. And it basically was banana, Greek yogurt, um, a little bit of granola, chocolate chips, and some berries. And I posted it. The photo went viral. By January, I had over 100-something thousand followers. Um, and then the, that was the first kind of tipping moment where I thought that something was different about this. And the second one was shortly after that, I got this email from bodybuilding.com. If you think back the time this is before Amazon took over everything, bodybuilding.com was one of the top websites in the world, not just health and wellness, but in the world. People went there for everything. Um, they went there for their workouts, for their supplements, all that. So I get this email from them saying, can we hop on the phone? I thought it was spam, didn't even respond. Two weeks later, I got a follow-up message on Facebook. Um, and I said, all right, let me just go ahead and respond to this. Maybe it's not spam, I don't know. So I'm still there at my regular job, but I walk into this conference room to take this quick call that I'm thinking is going to be quick. And it's the entire editorial staff of bodybuilding.com, their editor-in-chief. And he says, hey, our athletes love your recipes. They keep sending them around the office. Will you come and write for us? And I was thinking, and I told him, I was like, do y'all know what I look like? Because I don't look like your athletes and I'm, I just don't, I'm not there yet <laughs> at all. I don't think I ever will be there because I love food way too much. They said, but we love your approach to food and we love your enthusiasm. Will you come write for us? And so that was the other big tipping point for me or realization moment that I said, maybe there is something bigger out here to this. Cause before this was just a passion project for me to save my diet. What do you, um, sorry. No, what do you think it is about, uh, food and diet and, and wellness in general that brings this kind of, uh, attraction to it? Um, and that there's so much, I mean, you know, it's, it's become, I mean, for you, it's, it's a career now. I mean, you see your, your, your social media is incredible. I mean, the, the things you post are so, are so well done, but there's also so much, um, you know, people want this content. What do you think about, what do you think it is about it that, uh, that attracts people to it? Well, a couple of things. I think in the very beginning, um, and even still today, this is true, that people fundamentally just want balance and they just want to feel happy and they want to feel good. And, and they want to have and they want to be able to eat food that doesn't that that doesn't push them farther away from their wellness goals. Mm. Everybody has that fundamental need to do that. And with my recipes, especially early on, I, again, I'm not classically trained in food. I'm just figuring it out and I'm putting things together and it's working and I'm losing weight and I'm sharing that. So the fact that I set the bar really, really low and that you don't have to be a professional chef or have a culinary background to make these recipes. This is just simple foods that you can get at your local grocery store. And at the time, the one that I always went to because it wasn't that developed, it was, um, was Walmart market. And that was the best one too, like for my budget. So I was posting things that people could quickly and easily get. Um, and they were making them too. And it came out great. And now fast forward all the time, you know, we, we've grown a whole lot. And one thing that I've just made sure to rain true, because you talk about the content, um, we, I spend a lot of time thinking about the content that we put out there, not just in recipes, because the reality is this, you can go on Pinterest or you can go on Google and you can do a search for a chicken recipe and there will be millions that come up. But what I want when people come to our page or read my book or download our app is that I want them to walk away with the sense of, oh, wow, that was so easy. And wow, that was so fun. 
Well, I want to connect the energy and the enthusiasm of healthier choices with the content that we put out. So I'm going to share the chicken breast recipe, but there's going to be so much energy involved with it because that's the same type of energy that you're going to have when you eat foods that are calorie conscious and that make you feel better. Gotcha. Now, did you, uh, this is almost a side question. What did you think when you were younger that you would be doing with your life? I mean, did you ever imagine that this would be, how old are you today? I'm 38. Did you ever imagine at 38, this would be the life that you were, that you were going to live? No, no. Um, I think when I was in college, I wanted to be an architect. Then that switched over to be uh, doing consulting. Um, and then after college, I felt that I really wanted to do something to change the world. So um, after coming back from Ecuador, I went off to graduate school. And then I worked in city politics for a little bit. And then I went back to corporate America to get in because I really liked that. Um, and all of this was happening at the same time. So... Um, I, I, so like, I never saw like this part coming. This was just a passion project that had, that was, that started as a way for me to change my diet and also to feel better. I was pretty depressed at the time and I do struggle and I have struggled with, you know, with chronic depression. And that's a new part of my story. Um, not new to me, but new to my followers that I've been opening up about in, in, in recent years that the, that the impact of mental health and anxiety and depression and all those things have on our food choices. Mm. Um, so this is not something that I actually imagined for myself, but it was just a, a beautiful thing that actually, um, happened. And what's that like? I mean, when you, when you start talking about, you know, for a while people might know you as, as, uh, the person who's helping them with, with their diet and wellness. And then all of a sudden you transition and talk more about something that, that puts you more in, in a vulnerable, you know, spot and you have such a big platform. We talk about that experience and, uh, I mean, I could maybe imagine, I don't know, that at times it's a little bit maybe daunting to start uh, going into a completely different field that's you know, equally as important, but um, is just showing a very different side to you. What was that like or what has that been like? Yeah, at first it's, it's very terrifying because you're, you're making yourself vulnerable to millions of people. Um, and that's, that's just not a good feeling, but, you know, I had to remind myself of the reasons why I'm doing this and it was to really help out people, um, who are just like me. I don't want people to feel that way. And I knew fundamentally that I would have to get to this point because that was just the one big missing part of my story. Even I didn't feel as connected to my story at times personally, just because I didn't really feel like my authentic self. And it's not because I was, I'm lying about things. It's just that I just chose not to share that because it's so vulnerable and taking me there and even talking about it, even today, I still, it's a, it's a very sensitive, but I know that, um, there are so many other people out there that struggle with this. Like one in four people struggle with mental health, um, issues and depression and anxiety. Um, so when I finally shared, I remember the day that I finally did like this video and I ran into my corner um, and turned off social media, turned off my phone. I didn't want to hear any comments. I just went and did it. And then when I turned it back on, I had so many calls, missed calls from my manager, people that other brand partners, and then just the emails that just kind of flow in. They still flow in today. I got an email yesterday from someone that said, I just watched your whole life depression video. And thank you so much for putting that out there because I have been suicidal and seeing and hearing your story lets me know that like, you know, there's hope, but also the fact that People always knew me as though the happy guy mm. and I am happy. And that's the part that I really struggled with that. Like, I don't want people to think that I'm not happy that I've been living a lie. 
because it it's hard to explain this to people maybe who don't have it, but I am very, very happy in life, but I also have depression. Mm. And it's this weird dichotomy in the sense that like you can be, and that's how you know it's depression because there's nothing really wrong in your life, but you're just sad and you struggle with this intense sadness and anxiety all the time, even just when you wake up in the morning. So I don't want people to start to look at me differently and be like, he's faking it for the camera. He's, he's no, I'm actually really happy. I'm, I'm, but I'm also just fundamentally depressed at times. Um, but that's been great. It's been a great evolution of the brand too, to kind of talk about this. And the more I've realized that the more vulnerable I am um, in safe ways, that the more I'm rewarded in that people open up to me mm. and that they feel a lot more connected to the story. Mm. And so how do you, you know, how does what you do, you know, professionally uh, help you? Is it, do you feel like cooking and, and working out and all these other things are sort of outlets? How does that, how do you kind of manage, you know, being this happy person that perhaps is also fundamentally depressed at times, but also, you know, for a lot of people, if they're actors, acting is their outlet. For you, is cooking and, and this wellness, does that give you that kind of balance that you talk about? Yeah, it does give me balance. In fact, this is not to prompt this, but I'm writing a second book right now, and this one is going to be interrogating a lot more of mental health and wellness and people on the go, people who are trying to achieve balance. Mm. Um and that's one of the things that, you know that I get into that um, that cooking helped to save my life and Fitman Cook helped to save my life. And that there are times where it'd be hard to even get up and check the mail, but I could walk into the kitchen and if I cooked a meal from start to finish, I feel so much better about myself and be like, Kevin, you got a goal start today. You actually did something from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Then the compounded effect of like, oh, I made myself something calorie conscious and it's healthy. It's got some brain boosting and some mood boosting ingredients in there. So I feel better with that. So I had the compounded effect mm-hmm. of what I'm putting into my body. So I was cooking my way to a healthier and happier lifestyle. That's why whenever I said that, I always say that, you know, as one of my taglines just to be healthy and happier. Like that's not me just being hyperbole, you know, and, and, and saying that it's actually something that, that I actually have lived, that I've seen myself cook my way to happiness. Now I'm not saying that cooking and eating healthy and, and eating healthy is the end all for depression and anxiety and mental health issues. What I am saying is that you can't discount the effects that, following a process through from start to finish, eating healthy, exercising regularly, you can't discount the the effects that those things will have on your overall mood. Mm. And now we're going to take a quick break because I want to talk to you about my friends over at Manscaped. Support for Where Is This Going comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Did you know that April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month? Or did you also know one guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? So this is a reminder to all of the men listening out there to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Manscaped, in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping, has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection. Together, the Testicular Cancer Society and Manscaped are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 50 
15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Manscaped recommends you check yourself at least once a month, and if you feel any lumps or swelling, give your doctor an immediate call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, you may want to check out the Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawn Mower 3.0. This is the absolute best trimmer out there on planet Earth. And this waterproof electric trimmer also has a skin-safe technology that'll protect you from nicking your sack. The Perfect Package comes with a whole lot of gadgets, including the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Also, learn more about the testicular cancer screening at manscaped.com slash we-save-balls and share their educational video that may help save lives and many balls. Always use the right tools for the job when manscaping. Go to manscaped.com right now today and you will save 20% off and free shipping when you use the code WTG. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use code WTG at manscaped.com. Please raise awareness for this great cause and go take care of yourself and keep yourself clean. And let's get back into it. And now how do you, uh, you know, for some people who perhaps are overweight or struggle with a variety of different, um, you know, issues, it's, uh, it can be daunting at times to make these life-changing switches, you know, like this. Um, do right. you have kind of, um, I mean, you know, you could probably talk about it for hours and years even, but just for someone who perhaps feels like, well, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot to change my diet all right now. It's a lot to start going to the gym all yeah. right now. It's a lot, you know, perhaps they are, they're also suffer from mental health, uh, problems. And it, and it's all these things, as you talk about kind of compounded, um, that make this, that it feels like you're looking up at a mountain. What do you feel mm -hmm. like is, um, do you have a best piece of advice, maybe a best piece of advice that was given to you on how to, to just get started baby steps? Yeah. Um, what I always tell people um, is to first off, don't boil the ocean. So what that means is that sometimes whenever we're trying to make a change and we really want to get started, we're so hurried and we try to change everything about our life in one day at one moment. And I'd say less than 5% of people are actually successful with that approach. The rest of us will get burned out, whether it's the next day or a month or even maybe a year from now, you're going to get burned out with that approach. So when I say don't boil the ocean, we don't try on day one and boil the ocean. We're going to just boil a little piece of it and then heat the ocean up gradually. Mm. That's the same way that you should approach, you know, your diet. So just find one thing that you can change about your diet. Find one thing that you can, one habit that you know is bad that you need to work on. So for you, it could be drinking sodas, Maybe you drink six sodas a day. All right. Your next challenge for the next month or the next two weeks, I want to get you down to two sodas each day. Hmm. Just work on that. Just work on this one thing. And then maybe just one soda each day, you know, and work on that thing. And when you do it this way, when you break it down, all of a sudden this happens. You get wins. And when you get a win, you feel confident. You're like, oh, well, that wasn't that hard. Maybe try, maybe try something else. And then you gradually, over time, keep making these incremental changes. 
And then all of a sudden you will be like me and you'll wake up one day and realize, oh snap, I just changed my entire diet, my entire lifestyle. When I first started out, the meal that I started out with was lunch. And that was because I was spending too much time, too much money eating out with some coworkers. And also I realized I needed to just, you know, just like eat better. So I did my lunch for about a good, uh, you know, like three weeks. And I said, all right, let me try breakfast. So my post-workout. And then pretty soon, I would remember like waiting for the weekends to go, you know, to Whataburger and have a juicy burger. And I realized one week that like, oh, I haven't had my burger this weekend. Oh, that's crazy. Why? Because my regular diet that I ate daily was now all healthy. Everything that I was doing was prepped and prepped or just healthier. And that was because like, I just gradually made these changes and the foods that I craved before, I just stopped craving them. Gotcha. Now what also stands out to me, I mean, I've only spoken to you really for about 25 minutes, but there's a, there's a very clear work ethic and discipline um, that, you know, that, that I notice and that I, that I have a lot of respect for. Where do you feel like that comes from? Um, you know, have you always been this, uh, I mean, you could even tell with your social media, it's very, everything is precise. Everything is calculated. Everything is, is it's, it all falls under the work ethic category, in my opinion. Um, have you always had this kind of dedication and work ethic? Uh, I have, you know, in school and stuff growing up, um, you know, we were, we were taught certain things and, and working hard was one of those values that my parents instilled in me. My dad was sick at a very young age, um, you know, when I was young, um, and, say that because he was hospitalized and whatnot, but he still kept the job. He still kept working. He still kept food on the table and did what he could. And those were some of the values that were passed on to me. My mom too had to work two and three jobs and my dad was really sick. So me and my brother, we grew up knowing the value um, of of hard work, uh, putting in that. And then also, um, you know, my faith and and, um, one scripture that I always come back to is faith without works is dead. And that you can believe God all you want, you can trust and you could do all that. You could be in the clouds, and but you do have to give God something to work with. It means you got to put your best foot forward sometimes and, 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 and put some muscle into it. So those are things that I've learned. Um, what I will say to people out there too who are listening to this, and if you struggle getting started, first off, go back to what I just said to start with this one thing. But there's something that happens whenever you get your stride and get your momentum. It's kind of like you know when people say you get the runner's high. Mm. I've never run long enough to get the runner's high until recently. And I said, oh, okay, I just have to keep going. So the same thing happens whenever you begin to make a lifestyle change that like once you start going at it and once you get your momentum, like it's really hard to stop. And what's also um, happens is that you get so excited about the changes that you're noticing in your own body and in your own life that you just continue to do more. Mm. So it's that that's actually really happening. That's why I would make this joke. <laughs> you know those people on Instagram, like you know, like when they lose like ten or fifteen pounds, they all become like life coaches and they tell you about everything <laughs> yeah. that's going on. I said that's the that's the effect of what healthy living will do. It makes you feel that you can just accomplish everything yeah. in the world. You just are like yeah. <laughs> everything is so clear now, right? Right. Because the confidences that you get and the discipline that you have just to say no to the snicker bar maybe and yes to the apple i'm just you know saying a discipline that's the same discipline that you can um transfer to your regular life when this when it's time to make those Mm. hard like decisions in your life 
can say, you know what, I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to stick with it. Um, so yeah, it just, it just takes some time, but you have to do it long enough to get to that point. You've got to be dedicated enough. Now, uh, where do you see yourself? Like, how do you, for you personally kind of go to that next level, whether it's your brand, whether it's books, whether it's your Instagram, I mean, you know, seven, eight years ago, I don't know if you could imagine you would have been here today. So in this position, so for you, what does that next level look like? What are these next in your hopeful, you know, five, 10 years kind of look like for, for Kevin Curry? Yeah, the next um, the next couple of years look like brand building for our brand. Like I've spent um, so much time building up other brands and working with brands that I really admire um, that have helped me. And there's one thing, one promise that I made to myself that if I ever got the opportunity, this was back in 2011, 2010, when I was trying to figure things out. If I ever got the opportunity that I would enthusiastically, well, first off, let me do that one more time because Colin that if I ever got the opportunity that I would only promote things that I really cared about and that I'm not going to put out a whole bunch of junk um, because I was that guy in 2010 and 2011 who I would buy everything. If you if it was a fat burner out there, I probably bought it. There's something out there, I bought it. My I could piss through, I, I could piss in a cup and it would eat through the cup. It was taking <laughs> so much stuff, <laughs> right? And so I told myself, if I ever got a platform, that I would be responsible with it. So I, we've been very, I have been very picky about the brands we partner with because most people don't know this, but I am a forever consumer. Mm. I know companies send me a lot of stuff, but before they can even send it, 90% of the times, I've already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I've already bought it. I've already tried it out. I just do that silently. So I spent a lot of time these past couple of years working with brands that I really admire and I think put out quality stuff. And it hit me maybe about two or three years ago. It was like, why can't we be that brand? Mm. Why can't we put out products that we stand behind the integrity um, that help people to live a tastier, healthy and happy life? So the next five years, that's what we're going to be doing. We just launched some spices. We've got some amazing sauces coming. I'll give you a little, you know, teaser here and no one else haven't said this actually like anywhere actually I haven't told my following that mm. um, one of my biggest inspirations for the stuff that we get for, for the products has have been my travels mm. um, abroad and tasting certain things and so this next go around with these sauces where I'm going to be it's going to be sourced from Colombia mm. and if you know anything about South America they have oh my god this the vastness of the produce there um, is just spectacular, second to none, and the peppers. So we're going to be bringing some sauces that you, you haven't tried before that are just going to be super amazing. Um, and then moving on to snacks and then other things. So I want to be that brand that that people can look up to and admire and say they put out good stuff. Very exciting. Where to to wrap things up? Do you feel? Do you ever think about a legacy? Do you know like a is there a legacy that you hope to, to leave, hopefully in, in a long, long time, when it's all said and done? Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know how to articulate that right now, but of course, I think everybody would want to leave like a, you know, like a legacy, I'll leave my mark. I, I want at the end of the day that people could say that I did this with integrity, that I built a brand of integrity. Um, and I want also for people to know that... Um, you know, just chiseling away at that stigma of mental health 
that mental health looks like everybody else. It looks like me and you. It looks like the people listening on this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not the people who we always so quickly attribute it to things that are really negative within our society, like mass shootings or, you know, going or or like other types of disorders um, that it's okay that you don't feel 100% of the time every single day of your life. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know that they can take the pressure off themselves and they can still be functional and do amazing things and accomplish their goals. But giving people permission to be human, I think is also another legacy point that I would love to leave behind. Beautiful. You can find Kevin on Instagram at fitmencook, on Twitter at fitmencook. You have your book, everything you can find on your website at fitmencook.com. Yeah. Um, your app is great. I saw I was having a lot of success. You can get healthy recipes for only $3.99 on the app store. Um, Kevin, truly uh, a pleasure to talk to you. First of all, you're always welcome. Hopefully one day when you're in New York City, we'll bring you in studio. But uh, but you are uh, really an inspiration and uh and I'm really excited for all the, the new things that are coming out. So uh, first of all, thank you for taking the time and uh, talk to you soon, man. Thank you, Felix. I appreciate you, bro. 